and welcome to another edition of Maplewood Barn Radio Theater, brought to you in conjunction with KBIA. Tonight we bring you a classic chiller by Mary E. Wilkins Freeman, entitled The Shadows on the Wall. Mary's parents were strict congregationalists, and she was raised in a stern household. Her strong religious background played heavily in many of her writings, pitting good versus evil, with an emphasis on the supernatural, as we will see in tonight's presentation. Many of her tales resemble literary versions of Night Gallery or American Horror Story. Now we hope you enjoy this Maplewood Barn presentation of The Shadows on the Wall by Mary E. Wilkins Freeman. It seems that Edward's death has not disturbed your serenity, dear sister. I am grieved over the loss of our youngest brother, Rebecca, but I try always to remember my sense of stability when facing the vicissitudes of life. Here we sit in the library while our brother lies dead in the parlor. And yet you maintain your composure as if nothing was amiss, Emma. My marriage to Stephen has given me years of practice. Together we have encountered many difficulties and seen them through with equanimity. Of the three of us, you were the most beautiful, Emma. I have often bemoaned the fact that I never married. As have I. Caroline and Rebecca, you are my sisters, and I love you both. But let us keep our minds on Edward and his place in the afterworld. Henry had words with Edward in the study the night before Edward died. <gasps> I think Henry might have controlled his temper when poor Edward was so near his end. Of course he did not know. Well, of course he did not know. How could he have known it? Unless it was Henry. Emma! We all know, of course, that Henry was ignorant of Edward's impending death. What do you mean about Henry? <laughs> I guess you don't mean anything. Nobody means anything. We will drop the subject. Now, I must get up and... Where are you going? I have Edward to see to. There are solemn and sad duties to be performed in the chamber of death. Oh, yes, of course, dear. Caroline is always conscientious when it comes to the dead. I wish she was as solicitous with the living. Did Henry have harsh words with him? They were talking very loud. Did you hear anything? I was just across the hall in the south parlor, and both doors were ajar. Well, then you must have... I couldn't help it. Did you hear everything? Most of it. What was it? The same old story. I suppose Henry was mad, as he always was, because Edward was living here for nothing, and he had wasted all the money Father had left him. Yes, that was the crux of it. I know how he felt. Henry has always been so prudent himself, and worked hard at his profession, and Edward had never done anything but spend. It must have appeared that Edward was living at his expense, but he wasn't. No, he wasn't. It was the way Father left the inheritance, so that all the children could have a home here. And he left enough money to buy food and all the necessities if we had all decided to come home. Yes. And Edward had a right to be here, according to the terms of Father's will. And Henry should have remembered it. Yes, he should have. Did he say hard things? It got pretty rough from what I heard. What did Henry say? I heard him tell Edward that he had no business here at all, and he thought it would be better for the entire household if he would go away. What did Edward say? 
that he would stay here as long as he lived, and afterward, too, if he had a mind to. He said he would like to see Henry try and throw him out, and then, what? Then he laughed, in a most spectral and haunting way. It was like listening to a voice from the grave. What did Henry say? I didn't hear him say anything, but... But what? I saw him when he came out of this room. He looked mad? You've seen Henry when he is angry. His expression was murderous. Yes, I know that expression well. Do you remember that time he killed a cat because she had scratched him? Oh, yes, but please do not speak of it. That was one of the most horrible experiences of my childhood. What are you two talking about, dear sisters? You both look as if you'd just seen a ghost. No, Caroline, nothing so dramatic. We should refresh the fire. It's burning down. Yes, I despise these gloomy fall days when everything is dying. Why did you not shut the door? It's swollen with the damp weather and hard to close. You may shut it if you wish, but it takes quite a push. <gasps> it's time you controlled your nerves, Rebecca. I can't help it. I am nervous. There's enough to make me so, the Lord knows. What do you mean by that? Nothing. Then I wouldn't keep speaking in such a fashion. Someone should fix that door. It is so hard to shut. It will shrink enough after we have had the fire a few days. If anything is done, it will be too small once it dries. There will be a crack at the sill. I think Henry ought to be ashamed of himself for talking as he did to Edward. Hush! He might hear. Nobody can hear with that door shut. He must have heard you when you closed it. Well, I can say what I want before he comes down, and I'm not afraid of him. Who's afraid of him? Why would anybody be afraid of Henry? There isn't any reason, of course. Why should there be? I wouldn't speak so then. Somebody might overhear you and think it was strange. Miranda Joy is in the south parlor sewing, you know. I thought she went upstairs to stitch on the machine. She did, but she's come down again. Well, she can't hear. I say again, I believe Henry ought to be ashamed of himself. I doubt if he will ever get over it. Having words with poor Edward the very night before he died. Edward had a better disposition than Henry, with all his faults. I always thought a great deal of poor Edward myself. Emma? I never heard him speak a cross word, unless he did to Henry that last night. I don't know, but that's what Rebecca overheard. Not so much cross as sort of soft and sweet and aggravating. He never raised his voice, but he had his way. He had a right to in this case. Yes, he did. Oh, he had as much of a right to be here as Henry, and now he's gone, and he will never be in this home that poor father left him and the rest of us again. <laughs> what do you really think ailed Edward? I told you. I know you said that he had terrible pains in his stomach and had spasms, but what do you think made him have them? Henry called it gastric trouble. You know Edward always had dyspepsia. Was there any talk of an examination? No. No. It's Henry. Dear sisters, how are you this evening? I declare, Emma, you grow younger every year. Thank you, Henry. Our thoughts today ought to belong to the one of us who will never grow older. 
Of course. None of us will forget that. But we have to speak to the living, Caroline. I have not seen him for a long time, and the living are as dear as the dead. Not to me. Now, if you will excuse me, I will go to a room where I can grieve properly over our lost brother. Oh, oh you should not be alone, Caroline. I'll come with you. <laughs> well, Emma, our siblings have deserted us. Caroline and Rebecca seem completely unstrung. His death was very sudden. Yes, very sudden. He was sick only a few hours. What did you call it? Gastric problems. You did not think an examination was necessary? There was no need. I am perfectly certain as to the cause of his death. Excuse me, Henry, but suddenly I well, feel... What's wrong, Emma? Where are you going? There is some sewing I must do before the funeral. It is black material of Caroline's, and I must go. No use. I cannot see to sew another stitch until we have a light. Rebecca, you had better get a lamp. It doesn't seem to me that we need a lamp quite yet. Yes, we do. We must have a light. I must finish this tonight or I can't go to the funeral and I can't see to sew another stitch. Caroline can see to write letters and she is farther from the window than you are. Are you trying to save kerosene or are you lazy, Rebecca Glenn? I can go and get the light myself, but I have this work all in my lap. Rebecca, we must have the light. Do we have to have it in here? Of course. Why not? I certainly don't want to haul my sewing into the other room when it is all clean for tomorrow. Why, I never heard such a to-do about lighting a lamp. Yes, you are right. I will fetch the large lamp with the porcelain shade from the hallway. Why are you setting the lamp over there? You might as well have left it in the hall as far away as it is. Neither Caroline nor I can see if it's on that table over in the corner. I thought perhaps you would move. If I do move, we can't both sit at the table. Caroline has her papers spread all around. Why don't you just set the lamp on the study table in the middle of the room? Then we can both see. But Why I... don't you put the lamp on this table as she says? Why are you acting so strange, Rebecca? Yes, why are you acting so strange, Rebecca? You are not acting like yourself at all. If you wish, I will move the lamp to the middle table. There. Thank you. 
But why do you turn away so quickly and cover your eyes as if to shade them? Does the light hurt your eyes? And is that the reason why you don't want the lamp? I prefer to sit in the dark. <laughs> yes, you can sit in the dark and weep. I have letters to write and your sister is busy with her sewing. What is that? What is what? That strange shadow on the wall. What are you talking about, Emma? Why don't you turn around and look? I'm in a hurry to finish this letter. If Mrs. Wilson Ebbett is going to get word in time to come to the funeral. <laughs> Let me see. Look at that awful shadow. What is it? Caroline, look. Look. Rebecca, look. What is it? Emma, please compose yourself. Look. <laughs> Look, what is that? <laughs> oh, Caroline, there it is again. There it is again. <laughs> Caroline Glenn, you come look. Look, what is that dreadful shadow? How should I know? It's been there every night since he died. Every night? Uh, yes, he died Thursday, and this is Saturday. That makes three nights. <laughs> it, oh, it looks like... I oh, know like, what it looks like well enough. I've got eyes in my head. It, it looks like Edward, only... Yes, it does, only... <laughs> oh, it's so awful. What is it, Caroline? I ask you again, how should I know? I see it there like you. But why should you think I know any more than you? It, it must be something in the room causing the shadow. Let's move things around. We moved everything in the room the first night it came. It is not caused by anything in the room. Of course it is something in the room. How you act. What do you mean by talking that way? Of course it is something in the room. Of course it is. Of course it must be. It is only a coincidence. It just happens to appear so. Perhaps it is that fold of the window curtain that is making it. It must be something in the room. It is not anything in the room. <laughs> oh, Henry, thank God you're here. Why, what's the matter, Emma? What are you staring at? The shadow on the wall. <laughs> what is it? It must be caused by something in the room. It is not caused by anything in the room. How you act, Rebecca Glenn. Something in this room is causing it, and I'm going to find it now. <laughs> See? Not a line of its terrible form wavered. <laughs> it must be something in the room. It must be a... <laughs> what an absurdity. Such a to-do about a shadow. I apologize for making such a mess. Dear sisters, help me straighten up the mess. Yes, making such a fuss over a shadow. I think you've broken the chair that Edward was so fond of. It's just as good as ever. <laughs> Dear sisters, did I scare you? I should think you might be used to me by now. You know I always want to leap to the bottom of a mystery, and that shadow does look strange. And I thought if there was any way of accounting for it, I would like to find out without delay. 
You don't seem to have succeeded. No, but there is no accounting for the shadow. <laughs> a man is a fool if he tries to chase shadows. There's the supper bell. I suppose we should all retire to the dining room. Did you see Henry's expression as he tore apart the room? He looked like a demon. My knees are shaking so badly, I can hardly walk. I can't sit in that room again this evening. Very well. We will sit in the south room. I think we should sit in the south parlor after dinner. It isn't as damp as the study, and I have a cold. Certainly, Caroline. We wouldn't want anything to happen to you. Henry going? We agreed to sit in the south parlor after supper. He crossed the hall to the study. Where are you going, Emma? I'm going to see what he is doing. You had better stay where you are. I am going to see what he is up to. If you care to join me, please come along. I am not going anywhere. It's none of my business what Henry is doing in the study. I'll come with you, Emma. That's very brave of you, Rebecca. See? The study door is ajar, and there is a light coming through the crack. Perhaps the door is swollen beyond the limit. Whatever he is doing, it requires the use of the lamp. It must be the shadow. Yes, he is trying to determine the source of the shadow. See how he moves between the lamp and the wall? Yet the shadow does not waver. What is it doing with that old sword? He is slicing and stabbing the wall. How strange. No, he is stabbing the shadow. He is piercing every inch of it, as if he has divided the shadow into mathematical sections. His cold fury is terrifying. He looks like a demon. Yet the shadow remains undisturbed. <sighs> He stopped. Apparently, he has worn himself out. Oh, but look how he just stands there, glaring at the wall in the most threatening manner. Oh, I cannot stand to watch anymore. He's so enraged. Please, Emma, let's return to the parlor before he sees us. He looked like a demon. Have you got any of that old wine in the house, Caroline? I don't feel like I can stand much more. Yes, there's plenty. You can have some when you go to bed. I think we had all better take some. Oh, my God, Caroline, what? Don't ask and don't speak. No, I'm not going to, but... Oh! Why are you making that sound? Poor Edward. That is the only thing you should be groaning about. There is nothing else. I am going to bed. 
I won't be able to attend the funeral if I don't. Oh, please, Emma, don't leave. Come with me, Rebecca. You need rest, too. I suppose I should retire as well. Let's all go upstairs together. There is still a lad in the study. Henry seems to have settled down. I'll peek in and see what he is doing. Well? He is moving furniture around. But without the frenzy he showed earlier, the light is still in the center of the room. And the shadow? It is still there. And no matter what Henry does, it is not moving. The shadow is steady as a rock. Come along, sisters. We have a funeral tomorrow and must be ready to put Edward properly to rest and say our final goodbyes. Pastor performed a beautiful service for Edward. Yes, and it was nice to see all the family, even if it was a sad occasion. Now that Edward's ceremony is completed, I must go to the city for three days. That is most surprising, Henry. You rarely leave home and you've neglected your practice on account of Edward's death. Yes, what about your own patients? How can you leave them now? There is nothing else to be done. I have received a telegram from Dr. Midford. You remember him, an old classmate of mine. Consultation? I have business. I must leave immediately. Hmm. Henry did not say he was going to consult with Dr. Midford. This is very strange. Everything is very strange. What do you mean? Nothing.
I wonder where Henry can be. He said he would return in three days. Yet the last train from the city has come and gone, and he's still absent. It is hard to understand. The idea of a doctor leaving his patients for three days at such a time as this, and I know he has some very sick ones, he said so. And the idea of a consultation lasting three days, it's absurd. There is no sense in it, and now he has not come home. I don't understand it. I don't either. I'm going to the study. Why? There's nothing in the study. I don't know why. Something seems to impel me, some intuition. She has not got a lamp. Silly girl. I will take the lamp I've been using and settle Emma down. Everyone is so jittery. I will answer the door and join you in a moment. Emma, why are you being such a ninny? Shh! Set the lamp on the center table. Oh my God! There are two! There are two shadows on the wall! The three sisters stood hugging each other in the study, with the two unmoving shadows hovering over them. Our players were Barb Buchanan as Caroline, Emma was played by Val Davis, and Lisa Weaver portrayed Rebecca with Terry Yates as Henry. The show was engineered and narrated by Darren Hellwedge and adapted for radio by Brad Buchanan. Debbie Johnson did the post-production. you've enjoyed this production by the Maplewood Barn Radio Players, and that you'll join us again next Friday evening at the same time for another classic story, right here on KBIA. KBIA.